Welcome back to episode number 213 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is the podcast where we're building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we are discussing the WPAC audit tool for managing wood dust mitigation and control. And WPAC stands for Wood Pellet Association of Canada. And this episode was influenced by a help desk question that recently came in from an individual at a company looking to develop a tool or an audit process to evaluate their combustible dust program. We were able to point them through to this WPAC audit tool that was created a number of years ago by the Woodpell Association of Canada Safety Committee. It's one of their major projects there that's published on the BC4 Safety Council website. So we've covered the BC4 Safety Council prior in the podcast and the Woodpell Association of Canada as well. In last week's podcast episode, we discussed a safety share manufacturing safety alert that was released through these organizations. And we've actually had both Gordon Murray and Sherry Whalen on the podcast back in episode 132 and 131, covering the history of Woodpell Association of Canada and then talking about some of these projects that the Woodpell Association of Canada's safety committee have undertaken over the years. And this audit tool would be one of those projects that's available on their website now. So you can find this combustible dust resources list on BC Forest Safety Council's website under bcforestsafe.org. That's their website. And then you can find these resources there under the Woodpell Association of Canada Safety Committee. And then the resource is created by that safety committee. It's a pretty long URL. So we'll put the link to that on the show notes for this episode at dustsafetyscience.com slash 213. That's episode 213. So this is called the WPAC audit tool or base four audit tool. It's included in sort of the suite of resources released by BC4 Safety Council. They do stay on the information page that companies can use the base audit informally to gauge their safety programs and to make improvements or formally to record their program for the purpose of what's called SAFE, S-A-F-E certification through BC4 Safety Council. So this is a tool that companies can use informally to audit their, their combustible dust or wood dust mitigation control plan. But it's also a tool that can be used formally as part of certifications that are available through their entire program that they run there, not just their website, but um, through BC4 Safety Council. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what is included in the audit tool, what is the scope, what qualifications are recommended for the auditor. And we're going to go through some of the elements of the audit process itself and describe how that process is applied through the auditor, making observations, doing interviews, and checking documentation against a template, I guess we could call it, for combustible dust safety. So the goal of this episode is really to inspire you again, if you're in charge of implementing your safety program at your facility, to maybe adopt some of these elements that are in this audit tool, to work on making your own audit tool that is something like this. If you're working with these companies and give you some, maybe some ideas, some hints on how to go about evaluating their current status, if you're doing things like a dust hazard analysis, which is actually a hazard analysis and risk assessment is part of this tool as well. So what's included overall, there's what's called the template base for audit report. And this is sort of an item by item scoring. It's based on, I think, 500 possible points. And it covers, you know, what the purpose of the audit is, the, the requirements of the audit. And we're going to cover some of that in the, this episode. Then goes through and has a series of interview options and questions that can be asked, observations that need to be made, and documentation that should be checked to understand and rate and evaluate the wood dust mitigation program and control going on at a given facility. So in terms of this template, then this uh, template 
base four audit report, which is, I guess, part of their, their base four audit program for BC4 Safety Council. That includes everything. But they do have three workbooks that are broken out. They have an observation workbook, an interview workbook, and a documentation workbook. They're really tools for the auditor. And as far as I can tell, these are breaking out the, the longer template, which I think is about 100 pages, into observation steps, interview steps, and documentation steps. And that's probably for ease of use for the auditor in that program. We're just going to go through the main document today. I didn't double check that all the same elements are in all three documents. But from first glance, it does appear to be that way. So we mostly focus on this base audit tool. Again, we'll have links to all this material in the show notes at dustsavyscience.com slash 213. You want to take a look at this audit tool yourself. So what is the scope of an audit like this? So I'm just going to read from the, the document itself. This audit can be utilized by all wood pellet manufacturing facilities that produce or utilize combustible dust during their manufacturing activities. The physical scope of the audit will be extended from the facility's raw material handling areas and departments through to loading and shipping areas and departments. The audit will review and evaluate several elements of an effective wood dust mitigation and control program and will focus on the hazards associated with both combustible dust and potential ignition sources. This audit is intended to provide recommendations to the facility on the appropriate management of combustible wood dust and ignition sources. As such, this audit helps document the steps the facility should be taking to manage combustible dust issues. And so it's really a series of optional observations, interviews, and documentation reviews to be done. And it's done in it's broken down into four different sections. So it talks about the program itself, training, communication, risk assessment, and controls. So the program training and risk assessment sections are all worth 95 points each. And the control section are worth 215 points. And I think for my quick mental math, that adds up to 500 points each. So what qualifications are recommended for the auditor in this case? So they give a, a list of criteria. And again, I'll just kind of read through this to provide some context of what they're expecting, at least for this audit itself. And again, this could give you some context of what qualifications might be for an auditor at your site as well. Again, this is not the definition of a qualified person that you might see through NFPA 652 or upcoming 660 or anything like that. It is the Wood Pell Association of Canada's interpretation of the qualifications that we've needed for an auditor at one of their member sites that are handling wood pellets. So first criteria is industry knowledge and work experience in woodworking facilities, pellet mills in particular, and having a minimum of three to five years of that experience. Criteria number two is understanding and knowledge of applicable code standards, regulations, and guidelines, including NFPA, IEC, BC Fire Code, BC Building Code, Canadian Electoral Code, and CSA codes. Number three is education or professional designations such as professional engineer or engineer in training. Applied Science Technologist, Canadian Risk Manager, National Fire Protection Association Fire Inspector Certificate, and they have a list of other types of education or professional designations. And for specific education training experience relating to auditing of industrial facilities and management programs and systems. So this is really good coverage. So it's really saying the three things we talk about for qualified person as well. General experience with the hazards that you're identifying specific experience with the industry that you are identifying them in, and then some understanding specific education and experience on how to run the type of analysis that you are doing at that site. If it's a dust hazard analysis, or in this case, a combustible dust wood audit as defined by this process. So those are some information on the qualifications that they recommend for the auditor themselves. I want to walk through some elements of this audit program. We're not going to go through all of them, Again, there's 215 points that can be awarded, but I want to go through some of the different 
aspects and items that are involved and talk a bit about how they go about doing these observations, these interviews, these documentation checks. Because I really like the way that's laid out for the auditor to be able to use a program like this. They did a lot of work putting this material together. So it's helpful to kind of share some of that, that material here on the podcast. And again, I would encourage you to look at the entire document set on BC4 Safety Council's website as well. So in discussing some different elements of the audit program, keep in mind again that it's broken into their combustible dust program, evaluation of that, evaluation of education, training, and communication at the facility, evaluation of their hazard and risk assessment, and evaluation of the controls that are in place. So we start with the program evaluation. This has six items and it's worth 95 points in the overall audit. I'll kind of read through a couple of these items just to give you an idea of how they're laid out for the auditor and how they are to be used at the site as well. So the first item under program is 1.1. Does the company have a written combustible wood dust management program applicable to any facility generating wood dust? It gives some information. The facility must be able to demonstrate that they have a written program, including a policy and procedures for management of combustible wood dust. The program must contain the following elements. And it says award up to 15 points based on the percentage of inclusion of these following 10 topics. Is the program reviewed on an annual basis? Are responsibilities documented? Is there a documented investigation program for fires and similar incidents? Does the program include identification of combustible wood dust? Are the ignition sources identified? So on and so forth. So they have 10 items here. And these, again, must be documented. And then it, for the auditor, it tells them to rank this based on 15 points, based on the percentage of inclusions of the 10 topics. So they had 6 out of 10 of them. That would be 9. I think <laughs> um, that would be a score of nine. And if they had all 10 elements, that would be a score of 15 on this item. The second question here is, does the company have a wood dust audit process? And again, this is a document type question. It says, does the company have and awards two points for each of these? One, an annual wood dust mitigation and control audit process. Two, are auditors educated and trained on wood dust mitigation and control? Three, are defined standards and protocols used by the auditor? Four, does the facility have an independent third party wood dust audit at least once every year? Five, is there evidence that the non-conformance items from the previous third party audit are corrected in a timely manner? And six, are the results of the previous audit communicated to the staff and employees? And again, so these would give you two points then for each of the six. Now it would be a total of 12 points for that item on the list. And so this section is really laid out this way, and it covers a, a couple other items like emergency preparedness and response, incident investigation, management of change. And it's pretty documentation heavy because it's looking at the programs that are available at the facility. And there's a note somewhere in here that says that the quality, we're really checking to see if those, if those document programs are in place, that the quality of those programs are evaluated later on in the audit process itself. And so that's the coverage for the program section of this audit. And they moved to education, training, and communication and evaluation of that section. In the audit, this has 10 items for a total of 95 points. I'll just cover the first one here is it gives kind of an example of, you know, what might be a, a little bit harder to determine. Includes observation, documentation, and interview aspects. And this is, you know, sort of an open-ended question, but I like how they give steps, potential interview scripts, and different things for the auditor to be able to investigate thoroughly whether or not this exists. So the, the question we're looking at addressing in this item is, do the indoctrination, education, and training programs include information on combustible wood dust? It's a total of 20 points. And again, it includes observation, documentation, and 
interview components. So we start with the observation component. It says that the auditor must determine if training being provided is adequate for the hazards and risks associated with wood dust at the facility and observe the workforce for compliance to establish standard work practices, which may include the following items. Identification of combustible wood dust, correct housekeeping procedures, risk assessment prior to clean up an air, cleaning up an area, correct hot work procedures, correct pressurized air cleanup processes. So that's under the observation side. Under the documentation side, it checks for training documentation that includes specific combustible dust training applicable to each position. Examples of adequate training could include, and they have a, a list of a list of training modules that I suppose are probably available through Force BC Force Safety Council that might be included in this type of training. And then they have an interview component where they ask, you know, interview employees, managers, supervisors, and workers to determine the level of understanding of the characteristics of combustible wood dust. Potential interview question or interview script might include what are the characteristics of combustible wood dust. So it kind of lays out these different items and gives you the way to score them on the observations, the documentations, and the interview. And at the end of the day, you get a score of 20 on this item of education, training, communication, both the indoctrination and education and training programs, whether or not they include combustible dust. So there's also several other kind of checkpoints for dust control, for cleanup activities, for ignition sources, and emergency response in this section on education, training, and communication and the evaluation of these programs or evaluation of whether or not these programs are effective in transferring that knowledge and understanding through the employees at the facility, which is really important at the end of the day to make sure that we're able to avoid and address hazards before they become an incident or near miss scenario. So that's the second section on education, training, and communication. Third section is on hazard and risk assessment evaluation and evaluation of the processes that are using there. And again, this has seven items for 95 points. It covers questions like, has the facility correctly identified areas where combustible wood dust conditions and potential ignition sources exist? Do hazard assessments include the identification of combustible dust wood properties, combustible wood dust properties? Has the facility categorized the combustible dust wood hazards in terms of things like dispersion hazards or fire hazards, deflagration hazards? Has facility identified potential ignition sources? Do complete hazard assessments include categorization of risk, including things like consequence and frequency? Does the hazard assessment process demonstrate mitigation control strategies and follow-up of issues? And where the hazard assessment results were the hazard assessment results categorized based on severity and consequences? Again, this ties back to the, the question of risk as well. So those items are all laid out in this section of hazard and risk assessment and evaluation of the process that are being used at the facility there. Then the last and the largest section is on control evaluation. So this has 20 items that are worth 215 points. Again, we'll read through a couple of these just to give you kind of a flavor of what's included in this type of um, comprehensive audit process that's been developed here. So item number two in this list is housekeeping controls. It includes on the observation side, observe if the primary method of dust cleanup is acceptable. Observe the facility housekeeping over time to determine if the established standards are being met. Is it keeping an average of less than one-eighth of an inch or 5% of area? Areas to consider include hoods, beams, ledges, conveyors, horizontal surfaces, ducts, pipes, unused buildings, office areas, and more. And it says that note that all areas of the operation must be assessed for dust accumulation. So that's under the observe part, and that gives you allows you to have a score out of 10. For documentation, you're checking for documentation for a housekeeping standard work practice that includes combustible dust. 
alternate cleanup methods that minimize wood dust distribution, standard operating procedures for the use of compressed air and or prohibit the use of compressed air, document a risk assessment process for the use of compressed air if it is used, dedicated cleanup crews, host keeping frequencies established for floors, horizontal surfaces, and so on. So all that sort of fits under the documentation side of this question. Then on the interview side, it says to interview employees, including managers, supervisors, and workers, to determine if host keeping controls have been implemented. It says zero to one points based on percentage positive. It gives an example question of what host keeping procedures are in place to control combustible dust wood hazards. So it allows you to give a score then based on that interview component for the people that you're interviewing for this audit process. So there are many different areas here. They have things like our primary machine centers manage for dust accumulation and ignition sources. Our conveyors manage to reduce hazards. Uh, they have a, a number of things that you will more traditionally see us talk about on this podcast, like our bag houses and cyclones manage effectively. Our storage silos and bucket elevators manage effectively. Our electrical systems manage effectively. Our fiber piles manage effectively. And in each case, they have sort of bullet point notes. And some of these we get into less, you know, of a, a, a score. They have various degrees, I guess, what I'm trying to say, of, of how that score is associated. Some of it's more quantitative, some of it's more qualitative. And it gives a really good overview of that in this documentation here. Then they also have several items that are very specific to pellet manufacturing, such as grinding applications, pelletizing equipment as well. So most of these, in terms of the quantitative evaluation, are based on a list of potential items to observe for, and then awarding up to five points based on the percentage of situations that are effectively controlled. So it says, observe conveyors for slides, baffles, or ramps at transfer points to guide material and minimize drops. Speed of the conveyor. Is it being moved at a controlled speed? Enclosed conveyors that have potential for high dust concentration, have they been identified and proper controls implemented? Uh, are belt scrapers provided on conveyors at tail spools and other locations or other devices of rent spillage? Is conductive belting for dry material being used? Effective magnetic separation and or metal detection processes at the infeed tenue process? Rock drops or other means of removing non-ferrous contaminants, are they present as well? And it says to award up to five points based on the percentage of situations that are effectively controlled through your observations here. So it gives some guidance on the audit process. Again, some of this is qualitative at this stage to evaluate the hazards in these different types of equipment, but does give some guidance on this. And each of these sections have then a, you know, this information section has an auditor note section and a recommendation section to be made at the end of the day. So that gives you a good idea of how the audits laid out into these four areas. Again, programs, training, hazard analysis, and control. It does have some material at the end that's useful as well. Things like they do have a, a note sort of um, stating that, well, no particular criteria for is available for passing the audit. Companies that do not achieve at least 80% overall with at least 50% in every element are at significantly higher risk than those that do. So that's sort of the statement they say on whether what's a pass-fail here. At the end of the day, if you are submitting this formally to BC Forest Safety Council, my understanding is that they would then review this audit and give you a ranking score based on their certifications against the results are in the audit. There are several repentances here. There's things covering the scope of the audit that must be filled out, including any areas that are covered during the audit and not covered. That's a really good thing to include. If you're not covering an area, then that should be documented in the audit. Uh, number of employees interviewed, there's a whole appendix discussing this, how many employees should be reviewed. If you have, I think, less than five employees, it says everyone must be interviewed. If you have 10, you have to interview up to eight. If you have 100 employees, up to 23. If you have 1,000 employees, up to 88. 
uh, need to be interviewed. So it gives you sort of an idea of coverage in terms of these interviews that are completed at the end of the day. And that's really it about this entire audit process. So again, kind of in closing, we covered a number of items around this Wood Pellet Association of Canada, WPAC audit tool for managing wood dust mitigation and control. Again, this was influenced by a help desk question that came in looking to develop something similar at an individual company and asking if we had any resources that were made available. And when we sent that out, sort of set off a red flag on the team side saying, hey, we should do a podcast episode reviewing this document because there are likely people listening to the podcast might find this helpful to understand as well. So in the episode itself, we covered what is the scope of the audit, what is included in the audit tool, what are the qualifications of the auditor, and then we went through some of the elements. And again, it has maybe 50 elements overall and a ranking system that goes up to 500 points. And then each one of those is broken down. And we covered a few of them here today just to give you an idea of how observation, documentation, interviews are covered in this audit tool itself. So last thing I'll leave on again is would encourage you to visit bc4safe.org, which is BC4 Safety Council's website on this. They do have a section there for the Woodpell Association Safety Committee that uh, every year creates a work plan to tackle projects like this. This audit tool is one of the projects that they've released a number of years ago now through the, the efforts of that committee there. So I do want to thank them. I want to thank BC4 Safety Council, WPAC, and the rest of the folks out there in British Columbia and out west that are doing this type of excellent work and really striving to increase the knowledge of combustible hazards and make these facilities safer out there. We really appreciate it. As always, and, and most importantly, I do want to thank you for listening to the podcast and for the work that you're doing out there in industries, making them safer every day as well. I look forward to having you listening to the podcast again next week when we come back on. Thank you. 